Welcome to this week's Gig News, your go-to podcast covering the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Now, let's turn it over to your hosts, professional gig workers Chad, the gig economist, and Hannibal is hungry. Hey, Hannibal, you look so different this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not hungry. I've had breakfast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So welcome to Gig News this morning. I'm Chad, the Gig Economist, aka GigTube. And that's Steve in uh, Dallas, Texas. Hey. What's going on, man? Better hey, known I, as. Oh. Where's the. Uh, better known as the author of Shop Like a Pro. That's right. That's right. Is this the first or the second? A oh, second edition. Yeah. 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 You want the orange one. Yeah. Um, oh, and happy Cinco de Mayo. And I mean, it's not, well, us white people, it's not much of a holiday for us. It's just an excuse to eat Mexican food. <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what it is. I mean, that and uh, do you like Mexican beer? You, you, you like, you're into beer. Um, It depends on the beer. I like um the dark Modelo Negro. That's ne- a good one. Negro Modelo is really good. And that will be a great beer to drink today. For Cinco de yeah. Mayo. That's a terrific Cinco de Mayo beer. Logan. It's not the Logan show. It's it's my show, dude. By the way, you notice I'm wearing my Superman shirt and I got my Wonder Woman mm-hmm. mug here. Mm-hmm. Right. I have two Batman mugs. One of them's cool. When you pour hot coffee in it, it like changes. <laughs> like you see, like they're like Batman come it revealed and like there's Joker. But it only does that when you're drinking hot coffee. And- <laughs> I already drank. Uh, so the, joke, the Joker won't be showing up. No. Plus, I like the the col- like the red and the red. It's a good. That, that's story. nice. Yeah, yeah. On, on the other side, it says "strongest woman alive." <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's Wonder <laughs> Woman. She kicks ass, right? I bought this for when I had a girlfriend at the time, so she had a funny coffee mug for her. All right, Logan wants to. Uh, sit with us so um man i've been having a bad week uh on tuesday i got absolutely hosed so you know i, I i'm sure i told you a million times how i do those amazon flex blocks at a daytona beach yeah all right so i i'm driving there and like for the um like the warehouse blocks when you pull up they have to scan your license i don't know why and I got about halfway there and I realized I didn't know where my license was because usually I keep it in the door handle because I go to so many gated communities where you have to show your license to uh, security guards that it's a pain to dig into the wallet or in my, I'm just like, I leave it right there. So I just grab it yeah, and then show it you, to them. Yeah, I don't know about that. We so have I gated get, communities in Dallas and I, but go ahead. Um. So, like, I get halfway there, and I realize I don't know where my wallet is. So I pull off uh, the highway, and, you know, the first exit that I see. And I start, like, tearing my car apart trying to find my my driver's license, and I can't find it. And then I realize I – the previous night I had done a real late shop, actually, right before me and Hannibal started doing our show. And I probably dropped it either in the store or in the store parking lot. But there was a, a kind of a silver lining to it. So I had to go up that way anyway, because I like a few weeks ago, I got a, a bullshit 
traffic ticket for this uh, license plate cover. I think I told you about that. Nope. Okay. Nope. What? Missed another show. The Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you had watched them all, you you know. <laughs> so I have been work. I've been working. I've actually been yeah. working. That's good. So anyway, I had like a clear plastic cover on my license plate, but it had just kind of yellowed. And like, so I got pulled over and the cop was like, I can't read your license plate, even though you can. He's like, if you take it off and contest the ticket, I'll tell the judge to drop to drop it. So I'm like, okay. So, but you can't just go on to the website and do it. You have to actually go to the courthouse and fill out a form. Uh-huh. And it's up in Daytona Beach. So mm-hmm. it was kind of, like I said, kind of a silver lining on that. And then after that, I called the store and I asked, did anybody turn in my license? And sure enough, they did. So then I had to drive all the way back and uh, I was able to get my license. So. Well, okay. Really so all's, all's well that ends well. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a really good week. Uh, I, I've done shipped all week and it was you know, everyone's complaining about slow orders and everything. And we're going to talk about that in these stories, but my week's been pretty good. So nice. I'm grateful for that. I had another terrible day yesterday. So I actually did get Amazon flex block and I don't know if this picture is going to do it justice. So I live in Sanford. The warehouse is in Daytona beach. It's about, it's 40 miles door to door from my house to the warehouse. And then I got a route all the way up in St. Augustine. And if you don't know Florida, maybe this picture, I don't know. Like this is, I took a screenshot of Waze. This is my route home after I made the last delivery. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a little too dark now, but. I saw it. How many minutes is that? An hour and 10 minutes, 82 miles. That's too so far. That's... I had a, yeah, I had a deadhead home, 82 miles. That's probably a record. So if you guys do Amazon Flex or, or um, Uber, Lyft, any rideshare, you tend to end up way, way far from home. So let us know in the comments um, what's the furthest from home you've ever had a you know deadhead home and eat all those miles going back. <laughs> Kyle Dash says, I'm in the mood for some bad news. Yeah, I, ca- I called this the all bad news show because we don't have a single piece of good. Like, it's bad news for everybody. <laughs> And actually, hey, I had to cut. I had to cut a few stories too. We just don't have time to do them all. I'm here to. I'm here to uh, to to talk about. And I'll I'll point out the silver lining to every story. Every mm-hmm. story has a silver lining. All right, that's good. All right, you ready to to yeah. roll right into it? Yeah. Are you, all right. It'd probably help if I was sharing my screen. I don't think we have any video this week. Not well, not till the end. So uh, here we go. That's not what I wanted. Here we go. All right, this is from CNBC. Lyft shares plunge on light guidance. Continued driver incentives. Actually, I wanted to bring that up. Sorry, I should have had this ready. So I use um, Cash App for all my investing. And it's what's cool is like it doesn't matter which stock it is, you can um you can see like the complete history, like all time. So, so let me go back to me here for a sec. You use Cash so, App. This is the Lyft stock all time. It's lost 72% since its IPO. And you can see 
um, you know, race like recently, like it's it's definitely gone down. In fact, especially if you go by look at that, <laughs> look how it goes like a straight down. That's oh, yeah. that's what this story's talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like a lot, um, it, but I mean, well, actually, it's kind of worth. What's it worth right now? The share price right now is twenty one dollars and fifty six cents. Ugh, that's pretty bad. That's it's almost to the low, right? Yeah. I think the, the 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 low is twenty. No, so... I think that they mention it in this story. Actually, yeah. We're, let me get back to it. All right. So, Lyft shares plunge on like guidance, continued driver incentives. Shares of Lyft lost more than a quarter of their value in after-hours trading Tuesday after the company provided light second-quarter guidance and warned investors it will have to keep spending on driver incentives. The stock fell 27% to $22.50. Well, now it's even less than that. Should it open there on Wednesday, it will be the lowest stock price for Lyft since... Well, it's even lower. So, yes, yeah, definitely the all-time low. Larger rival Uber, which reports quarterly earnings on Wednesday, also plunged on Lyft's results, dropping more than 9% after markets closed. Lyft heavily invested in driver incentives during the COVID pandemic and recovery, which has weighed on financials. The supply of drivers has seemed to stabilize, but as gas prices shot up across the nation due to war in Ukraine, some investors face drivers are sorry, feared drivers would leave their respective platforms. Companies have to increase their incentives. Lyft said during its analyst call it would be investing more uh, in driver subsidies in the coming quarter, though it believes that it will help pay off in a healthier marketplace. It's unclear how much the company will spend. All right. That's it. All right. So, Steve, give us the silver lining. The silver lining to this is if um, this is uh, this year is a good year to get into Lyft stock. If you bought Lyft stock before, not so good. But if you're thinking about um, buying stock now, I'd put an alert. And if it goes under $20, it might be worth buying. Your your video froze. Uh, do you second. own any um? Do you own any Uber or Lyft stock? Yeah. No. Okay. Do and you, I, I have. Do, do you own any Uber or Lyft? Yeah. I had the same. I thought I, I had the same thing as you. It's like when the stock goes down. Well, it's like well, it's a good time to buy. You get in and when it's cheap, you know. Mm -hmm. It could probably mm -hmm. only go up. I can't imagine it can get much worse. But um. Well, there's a so. So, somebody, you know, was that you story, or somebody yeah. else? Somebody sent me a text about, um, was that you about uh, somebody should buy Lyft? Yeah. Yeah. But we talked yeah. about that yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think this there, is a different there, story. There's some analyst on Wall Street who for the past year has been saying that Lyft is going to is is going to get bought by somebody. And after these earnings, it prob they probably will. They probably will, and they think DoorDash should. There's going to be consolidation, yeah. you know. But DoorDash, that... DoorDash doesn't really want to. <laughs> Remember, we talked about that two, three weeks ago. They're just like mm -hmm. our DoorDash drivers do not want to be rideshare drivers, mm -hmm. even if they don't want to buy them out. I mean, maybe they could merge. You know, maybe that. It'll probably consolidate. Yeah. It, it just, you know, there was so much business during the pandemic. And what is mm -hmm. happening now is it's all going to shake out. I mean, the whole economy is, is doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be, you know, the little guys will probably get swallowed up by the big guys. And it'll probably be Lyft. I'm glad I sold my Uber stock last year. I sold mm -hmm. it to go to Hawaii. I, Did you I, had a, I had a small gain. I had a pretty, or, you know, I had, I had like a 
nice little gain. And so I used that to, for the month. I didn't work when I went to my Hawaii vacation. Oh, yeah. I was just about to ask, did you take it out of loss? Or, so you got made a little bit of a profit? I I had I bought 100 shares of Uber at like mm -hmm. 30, and I sold it at 40. So, you know, yeah, about it, was, it was pretty good. And if you buy and trade. So, so you use cash app yeah for, for your stocks all right yeah it's really convenient yeah yeah plus you can, I, you can buy bitcoin on there too that's right they only do bitcoin though they don't do any other crypto that i have I one of the, i have the one of the traditional investment it's e-trade yeah but. well you know what if one lift story isn't enough we got another here so this is from business insider poor surging Surging gas prices are crushing the supply of gig economy drivers. That's forcing Lyft and probably Uber and DoorDash to spend more to lure drivers back. Business Insider, they have the, these aren't headlines. They're freaking sentences. <laughs> Somebody needs to tell them how to write headlines. All right, so surging gas prices are causing havoc in the gig economy. Some drivers either driving less or not working at all. That was a worrying message from Lyft, the second largest U.S. ride-hailing provider when reported results on Tuesday. During a conference called Analysts, Lyft executives cited gas prices in a lingering pandemic as a headwind for driver supply and laid out plans to invest more to increase supply. Lyft stock plunged 26% after the comments. Uber, Lyft's largest rival, dropped as much as 11% at one point. Uh, they said 9% in the other article. Unlike Lyft, Uber has drivers around the world as well as ones who drive for its food delivery service, so it's possible it won't be as affected by driver supply. More worrisome, perhaps, was that Lyft's investment in driver incentives would be eating into its margins at a time when investors were starting to expect the company to be increasingly profitable. The company did not give a specific figure on how much it expected to spend on driver incentives. Data on the DoorDash, Dasher apps, and Instacart Shopper app show similar patterns. Gig driver usage has been sliding in recent months, and isn't that true? We'll be we'll have a we'll have a few more stories about that. So. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is kind of a echo of the first story, but, and I feel like we've, we've definitely done many stories on Uber and Lyft having to, you know, increase incentives uh, to get drivers back. I mean, it depends take on the, who you, yeah, take it depends them, who take you them. ask. I mean, my glass half full. We get paid. We get paid for all our mileage. So, you know, even though gas prices are, even though we're paying more now to go fill up the tank, you get, when you claim your mileage with, on your income taxes at the end of the year, the government pays that back. And the IRS is going to revise the, the mileage that they pay us. It's going to revise up a lot for 2022. So, um, you know, you're going to have to wait to get paid back on the mileage. But so so there's compensation on your taxes. And then the companies are also giving us giving us a little they're throwing us a little extra 25, 50 cent, you know, extras for 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 rides. That's happening here in Dallas, too. Um, you know, what not is just the Uber uh... and Lyft, but Shipt is doing it. I'm trying to look up what the standard deduction for mileage is this year. I think it was 55 cents last year, 54. I, okay, so this is... It I'll, might, I'll look it up. 58.5 cents. Yeah. 58.5 cents per mile. That's really good. 
Although I think you kind of mislead the viewers there. It's not that the government pays you to drive. It's like you can just, for every mile you drive while you're on the clock, you can write that off. Yeah. So it just lowers, it lowers your um, deductible or it lowers your taxable income. The mileage Robert, deduction is my biggest. I mean, that's, that's, that's your biggest way to get money back. Yeah. He said, Uber said they have no intentions on giving incentives to, <laughs> I'm sure he meant lure, but it said Lord drivers back. They spent 250 million. Yeah, they spent a bunch of money last year. Like, and as an Uber Eats driver, they were, I was getting, they had like bonuses even just for Uber Eats, like where they would pay you, like, make like five deliveries and you get like a hundred bucks, you know? Mm -hmm. Handball and I talked about it last year. Mm -hmm. And like twice last year, I did those Lyft, um, you know, like for, first I made like a guaranteed thousand and I did a guaranteed 2000 and, you know, so it's like you complete X number of rides and you earn either a thousand. If you, if you don't make whatever the, the contract is like, they'll pay the difference. So I did that twice last year and I really, I, well, I wouldn't say I hate rideshare driving, but I really, it's, I don't like it. it. My car is not good for it. Not for, well, it's good for the riders. It's not good for me. It just doesn't have a lot of legroom and stuff. Right. Lyft said that they are going to give more driver incentives at this point. Uber says they're going to wait till after the quarter ends to see. Well, the quarter just ended. So that was yesterday. They had, yeah. uh, Uber had their earnings report yesterday. So, so Uber, well, I'll, mm. We'll wait for another show on that. I read, yeah, well, the, you know, I read the paper today about Uber. Yeah, Their revenues doubled, but they lost money. <laughs> Hannibal and, and I will probably talk about that on Monday. So stay tuned for that. So, yeah, not much else to say about this that we haven't already said. So let's move on. Although this, the next story, it sounds like a rerun, but it's not exactly. So this is from Wall Street Journal. Grubhub owner Jet. See that that jet should be that's an acronym jet just eat takeaway it's not just a word jet <laughs> grubhub owner jet could see broader engine failure selling grubhub it might be not solve just yeah exactly might not solve their problem so grubhub owner just eat takeaway.com share price fell nearly 70 percent over the past year trimming the fat might not help in the long run the european food delivery giant said in april it would consider a full sale of grubhub a 7.3 billion acquisition it closed on just last year. Since the purchase, Jet's results have been consistently dragged down by the U.S. food delivery platform's underperformance. Even if it manages to find a buyer, the very thing that crippled Grubhub could still hurt Jet. Grubhub has gone from a clear market leader in the U.S. Uh, to distant third as DoorDash and Uber Eats caught fire. Even if someone does come to the table for Grubhub, CatRock has suggested the likes of Amazon, Walmart, or Instacart. The sale could create its own problems for Jet. The company has struggled not only with accurate forecasting, but also with clear communication to its investors as to how long things such as commission caps will last and how quickly Grubhub's business can improve. Admitting defeat in selling the company won't help build confidence in Jet's future decision. Jet shares rose just 2% after the company said in its first quarter trading update was actively exploring a strategic partner or sale of Grubhub, but have since reversed those gains. The removal of Grubhub's drag on its business will also turn all eyes back on Jet's European markets and many of those, such as Germany. Jet has massive leadership positions, but these key markets are also being inundated by competitors, some of which are the very same that dethroned Grubhub in the U.S. Um, 
Yeah, so I think when Jet bought Grubhub, it's just because Jet is European company. And maybe they just, I think it's just a matter of like maybe a cultural thing is they just don't know what's going on in the US, you know? So, I mean, plus there's tons of like other reasons why the Grubhub thing tanked. Like most of it, in my opinion, and a lot of other gig workers and podcasters' opinions, just that because Grubhub was like the first to market, as is often the case, the people who are first to market, you know, they're the first or the biggest, they have no incentive to change. And then, other companies come along and they they can see what they're doing wrong and make improvements. That's why, like, remember MySpace, you know, and like now MySpace is a joke, and now and like now Facebook is becoming a joke, and like you know, you know, YouTube isn't quite as you as it once was. Now YouTube is you know starting to become kind of like a Netflix type thing. So. The point is, like, when you're the first to market, it's that's great, but you got to keep innovating. You can't just you can't just say, "Well, we're the biggest; we don't have to change anything." Well, it's, it sounds to me like that's a terrible company. <laughs> Grubhub is it's in a terrible situation. It's it's owned by these Europeans, so they bought it just looking at a spreadsheet, and that's it. And now the spreadsheet is in the red, and so they have no skin in the game. And so mm-hmm. it's like, all right, how soon can we get this off our tell you what, a bunch of us should buy. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna put Grubhub on the market for sale. Let's buy it. Let's buy it and <laughs> shrink the entire and then just cut everything so that Grubhub only serves Florida and you can be the CEO and then just start from scratch a food delivery company, a real food delivery company. Just focus on Florida. And once Florida's working, go out, build out. Well, actually, we already we do remember it. we talked about that. Was that me and you or me and Hannibal? No, it was like a week or no. two ago about all these local. Or, that might have been a story. Oh, like, it was uh, us. That was us. Yeah. 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 There's all yeah. these startups, the local, I forget the name of them, but foodies and. Yeah. Blinkies, so there, there's. Inky, Blinky, yeah. and Clyde's. <laughs> there's already smaller apps Mm -hmm. in the works or or they're Mm -hmm. already here and um plus you have the ultra fast deliveries like gopuff although we actually we have a story about that too so i don't know i just think that now that covid is winding down it's just that and and as we'll talk about in some of these future stories it's just that the people aren't ordering delivery as much anymore they can go out (laughs) so look it'll be like the old our you know, it's like COVID was became year zero for us. I mean, that your brains, COVID reset our brains to making that year zero. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard to think about what this business was like in 2019. Do you remember what it was like in 2019? I actually, yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, I, you know, in late 2019, Instacart, for me, Instacart was slowing down and I was kind of thinking about starting some new ventures and then COVID hit and all you could do all, you know, and then it was like this bonanza of work, but we're back to that. Mm-hmm. And the, the, where those companies and what those companies were doing then. Yeah. We got a story about Instacart coming up that I definitely want to mention another wall street journal article. I'm, um, good. So those are good. Yeah. articles. Let's, let's move on all right more bad news for a very small set of people from the new york post 
Uber Eats quietly slashes orders for little-known walkers who deliver on foot. The ride-handling giant's delivery walker food service has existed at least five years worldwide in large cities like New York, Chicago, LA, Vancouver, and Singapore. But in recent weeks, those without cars or bikes took to blogs and social media to ask why they're getting so few orders. I used to do 10 to 15 deliveries a day, but the past few days I haven't... I've received only one assignment on my app. Said a walker who did not want to be identified. Uber Eats delivery walkers are shocked, confused, and left with no explanation from the company as to why walkers are being phased out. I've only made $20 in the last four days. Literally no offers coming up. And Breeze Walker posted on Reddit. Uh, another added, I did it evenings when I had nothing to do. Got an email from Uber last week saying I should get a bike. <laughs> we have not phased out. Our couriers who deliver on foot, Uber spokesman said, blah, blah, blah. We are simply encouraging couriers to bike when possible to ensure the most reliable delivery times for consumers. In that vein, we're also connecting our couriers to information on discounted bike rentals. After a couple of days of getting told that my account is fine, it's probably just an issue with demand. I finally walked or talked to a customer service agent who did a little bit of deeper look and told me that the walking option is basically being removed from my city. He switched me over to cyclists and I immediately started getting orders again. So, yeah, I mean, this doesn't surprise me. I mean, they want Uber obviously wants their customers to get their stuff as fast as possible. Although I think it's I like the idea that it's like that you're in a densely populated area enough where there's enough orders where you could just do it on foot. I mean, you okay. get tons of exercise that way, you know. So but we have we it's have a niche. That. It, it is it's a niche. Uh, Austin, Austin food delivery has has that uh, because Austin in the university area and downtown area, which is filled with people in their twenties who order everything over their app. So um, there are, but you know, so favor here in Texas, we have favor and I've never heard of walkers. That sounds like something from the walking dead. You know, <laughs> we have a walker folks. Uh, but uh but when you do favor, they do they do they do offer stuff for bikes, and I don't know, you know, this New York Post story, get a bike. Yeah, this is. Um, it, but they do even it, on it's uh, big. It's big. I'll bet it's in like Denver and in other, you know, urban areas like that. This this is corner shop, and when you sign on, it asks. Do you want to do it on foot, bicycle, motorcycle, or car? Mm -hmm. I mean, it only gives me the option for car, but that that means in some markets you can do corner shop on foot, which I don't know why you would, because you know, what if you get a or like you get a full shopping cart full of stuff? How about that, you can't case bring the shopping the, cart the case to of the customer's house. Yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah. that's really impractical. But uh, I mean, corner shop they started out in. Is it Chile, Argentina, somewhere? Lots of people, lots of people do this with bicycles a lot. Yeah. I knew people in Austin who did it, and you can. But do it only that, so that setup that setup only works in densely populated areas. Yeah, like metropolises. It doesn't work out here, out in the suburbs. You know, nope. No. <laughs> Unless you want to wait like ten hours for delivery. No, but. That was definitely an option in Austin. I mean, a lot, a lot of university towns, mm -hmm. you know, places like that, they'll have it. I can see why they get rid of the walkers. I can see why they're nudging that. Yeah. All right. We got to take our first commercial break. We'll be right back in 35 seconds. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? 
Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. All right, let's keep pushing on. This is actually an op-ed. I was going to drop this, and I realized I put the headline in the thumbnail. So I was like, all right, I guess we got to cover this. But <laughs> I like the this term, a day of reckoning. Didn't I say that last week or two weeks ago? I said there needs to be a day of reckoning. I hate that um, phrase. <laughs> a day of, so this is from retaildive.com. A day of reckoning arrives for ultra-fast delivery services. And this is kind of a... a uh it's not a repeat but it definitely rhymes with uh the first show we did like three or four weeks ago about all these ultra fast uh delivery companies starting to fold so that's basically what this is about so over the course of 2021 a host company is offering delivery of snacks toiletries and other typical convenience store fare and as little as 10 to 30 minutes popped up across major cities in the u.s the ultra fast delivery players concentrated their focus almost exclusively on urban centers as these areas boast the necessary logistics, infrastructure, and population densities to support rapid delivery. New York City emerged as the epicenter of the ultra-fast delivery boom, with companies such as Gorillas, Get, Gorillas, Getter, Joker, and Bike all playing their flags in the metropolis. With their short delivery windows, these services allowed urban, urban consumers to utilize online ordering for something novel, impulse purchasing. Yet yeah, ultra-fast delivery has since hit an unexpected speed bump. In December 2021, ultra-fast delivery startup 1520 ceased operations. In March 2022, both Bike and rival player Fridge No More completely shut down. Meanwhile, Joker was rumored to be in talks to sell its operations in New York after repeatedly sustaining massive losses, although they dispute this claim. Also in March, GoPuff, the first mover in the domestic ultra-fast delivery space and by far the largest operator in terms of sales and geographic reach within the U.S., announced plans to lay off 3% of its workforce globally, formally shutting down speculation that it would go public anytime soon. Clearly, the ultra-fast delivery industry failed to sustain the momentum it appeared to have on its side just a few months prior. Some of the players in the space found themselves in unfortunate circumstances due to unique factors. After two long years of dealing with COVID, U.S. has finally started to to look beyond the pandemic. As a result, a huge segment of the consumer base is eager to return to pre-pandemic shopping behaviors, which often means prioritizing shopping in brick and mortar stores over making purchases over the internet. Additionally, with inflation hitting levels that have not been seen in 40 years, consumers who are looking to mitigate price increases on groceries and their household essentials are more hesitant to pay a premium for ultra-fast delivery than they would have last year. Um, most importantly, the fact that none of these ultra-fast delivery companies currently show signs of profitability is raising more concerns with investors now than it did a year ago uh, when e-commerce sales were growing by leaps and bounds. Margins on grocery delivery are already thin to begin with, and with a darkening outlook for the industry, venture capital has suddenly become harder to come by for many players in this space. Actually, that was way longer than I thought it was going to be, but I feel like this guy just like kind of read my mind because I was going to write an op-ed about what's going on. Like that's pretty much what I wrote, wrote word for word. So Steve, you said you got uh, yeah, silver lining for everything. The, those companies, Joker and, you know, look, they, if you look at their names, I think they lost their vowels. Yeah. There's so, I, that drives me crazy. It's like all these, these internet companies will just take a word and then just drop remove a vowel. They just take yeah. a vowel out. 
Yeah. Like like waiter, they drop the the e, so it's just wait r, like waiter and GoPuff. They're this or not GoPuff, uh, Bite Squad. They're the same company. So what these these people they don't understand these people the the writers. Sounds, I'm sorry, sounds, the writers, sounds... the 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 write the, the the people who are writing these stories, those individuals, <laughs> they don't see the business. Um. So going back to what I was saying earlier. There will always be a market for all of these stories, for for all of, for all of these services. There will always be moms who have one-year-old babies who can't take them to the grocery store, and so they're going to order their groceries off of Instacart. I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, is it is it like this with you? For me, grocery delivery. I work in the day. Most of most of my customers are women, and they're mom they're moms with kids, and you know you're bringing them baby food, and those people were buying ordering from Instacart before the pandemic and they're doing, they'll do it after the pandemic. And it's the, like the food delivery, you know, my friend who does DoorDash, they do, he delivers these catering things. Uh, yeah. But we're not talking about Instacart and, and DoorDash. We're talking about ultra fast delivery again. And then, a, and, then like there, the, and then there, you know, they, uh, people are, you need to learn the market. That's sort of a basic, or yeah, these companies don't really know the market. They're trying to just jump in, yeah, and get. Uh, or get... I think there's, I hate to say, but I think there's enough demand for like one company, like in per city. Is like you don't need Joker, Getter, Fridge No More. You don't need all these 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 rivals. It because I think the demand is low enough that it can sustain one, maybe two, and also as I said before is. You know, and actually, I think that maybe you don't even need GoPuff. It's because if they're mostly convenience store items, like why would I go through GoPuff when I could just go on Uber Eats or DoorDash right now and get something from 7-Eleven and it'll right. be here and or it'll probably be here in a half hour. Or now, Instacart, Instacart, no, Instacart will take along. longer. Insta but if you want it yeah. right now, if you want it right now, you don't you don't go through Instacart. You go through mm -hmm. DoorDash, Uber Eats. Um, or GoPuff if it's available. And actually, GoPuff isn't a guaranteed to be right there. So, um, yeah, uh, do not invest your money in GoPuff or Gorillas or any of these companies, folks. It's a day um, of reckoning. Yep. And uh, all right, so since we're both Instacart shoppers, I thought we should talk about this story. This this sound this isn't exactly new news. Uh, certainly not to us, maybe some of the viewers out there or listeners if you're on the audio podcast. Again, from the Wall Street Journal. For Instacart shoppers, the job is getting harder, slower. Leo, I'm doing my show, dude. <laughs> some shoppers say customers are ordering and tipping less, prompting them to pick up gigs from other delivery companies. You think? All right, Instacart workers who fulfill online orders for customers said their jobs have become more difficult and less lucrative as they see fewer smaller orders than they did earlier in the pandemic. Some say they are increasingly competing against other so-called shoppers. That's true. Waiting around for orders or driving to neighborhoods where they're more likely to find work. Yep. Absolutely. Lisa, I'm just going to say Lisa K, who has shopped for Instacart since 2017, said her waits are getting longer and fewer orders are coming. Those orders that do appear have become harder to fill since products are often out of stock and customers often don't respond quickly. I used to see big batches. I never see that now. In recent months, she said she has been making more money delivering orders from Amazon. <laughs> I'm the batches, same way. Batches. Batches. She said batches. Instacart said it is committing to shop, supporting shoppers and is continuing to update its platform. 
The privately held company said it has made substantial improvements to its shopping and payment systems in recent months and will add more features over the next few months using feedback from shoppers via surveys and focus groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instacart sales growth slowed to 15% in 2021, while rivals like DoorDash have gained market share. Instacart cut its valuation to $24 billion in March. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Instacart shoppers are independent contractors who sign up to fulfill online orders when they can rather than work a set number of hours. Since the start of the pandemic, Instacart has tripled its number of shoppers to about 600,000, the company's highest ever to meet escalating demand, paying referral bonuses as high as $1,000 in some areas. Instacart said order volume is growing. Those sizes are lower partly because people are going out more. In recent months, it introduced a 40-cent gas surcharge and upgraded its pay system to allow shoppers to cash out tips in two hours versus 24 hours. Instacart recently said it will cover up to $10 if a customer moves an initially offered tip without reporting issues, a practice known as tip baiting. Instacart is also rolling out a new feature that gives workers the option to take multiple orders at once and add another batch while shopping. It began offering phone support to help address issues. And I think that's it. So, I mean, this is a good... This is a good story, and it's kind of like that um, that New York Times one that I did a few days ago. Um, so if you don't know what's going on with Instacart, like this, I think the Wall Street Journal saw that New York Times story, and they kind of wanted to do their own on that. But I mean, I think we can both attest that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, do you have your phone on you? Open your Instacart app right now. I want to see. Is, are there any batches in the queue? It makes me log in because, like. Last year, two years ago, this time I would sign in, and there'd probably be like at least five to ten. Yeah, look, no available batches. This is wow. in real time. They've they've definitely changed the algorithm. They want you to be in the store parking lot. <laughs> and if they're gonna do that, they need to change the map screen to have like 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 a like a heat map. Remember how they used to have that back when we were on hours it would show you which stores were getting the most orders so you would know yeah you know which ones to head you to. need it when you do these jobs you need a plan you need to have a goal of how much money you want to make every hour and stick to it so like if, if you want to make twenty dollars an hour and you get all these small batches that are dropping out all the time you want to like do one batch make ten dollars and in have it done in 30 minutes and just stick to it and don't, you know, you have to, there's, there's some skills involved. I, you know, it, <laughs> the, they write like, you know, you're just supposed to stand there and everything <laughs> is thrown, you know, and you just, everything just falls into your lap and, you know, yeah. and including the money payment and, and everything. And it's not that way. It's like any other job. Yeah, I mean, didn't you say that you're making more money with ship now? Yeah, yeah. That's because of tips. The tips are better. Yeah, uh, you know, it has nothing to do really. It really the batch pay doesn't really matter. I, I mean the gigs I like is. are the ones that pay. That's how it is work. with corner shop. I get right. I get great tips on corner shop. Mm -hmm. You're you're in with corner shop too? I haven't done it. I've got a couple of buddies who do corner shop and they, they start who who started with Instacart and do corner shop. They do corner shop for, for Costco and all that. And it's uh, better tips, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Instacart's so, 5% tip thing is for the birds. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I'm waving a bullshit flag on that because for years we've been asking them to change the default tip from five to 10%. 
and having done corner shop and you do shipped is that you can see that the customers are willing to tip better, but Instacart for whatever reason, like low balls their tip just to make them think they're saving money. But I, I like, I've been doing corner shop since I don't know, like last Halloween or something. It's only been like six or seven months or something. And like, I, I definitely, it's like probably like a 10 to one, Instacart to corner shop ratio. I mean, I only get like one or two corner shops a day, but when I do, I almost always take them because like my experience with corner shop has been so good that like, even um, like on Monday, it was either, Mo I can't remember it, recently somebody ordered something on corner shop. It was one item, nine ninety nine. The problem is the store was 10 miles away. The payout was like 20 bucks. Like the payout, just the, the delivery and shopping payout was like 20 bucks. So I was like, all right, this is worth it. it gets, the problem with Corner Shop compared to Instacart is that it doesn't show you what the items are when they offer you the, the job. You have to go to the store, swipe to start shopping, and then you see. So um, I get there, and the person wanted a COVID test. And what sucked is I had to go to the pharmacy and wait in line <laughs> and because they had it behind the counter. They didn't just have it out on the rack, you know. Well, so of course. That, yeah. Yeah, that was the only thing the customer bought. It was ten dollars. Actually, I'll bring it up. How much do yeah, you think COVID. they tipped on a? How much do you think a customer tipped on a uh, a ten dollar order on a life saving COVID test? You know, I don't know. Did you send them an intro? Uh, yep. The but COVID, the, they're just buying COVID tests or the orders yeah. where they just want a Plan B. You know the. And a COVID test, like, so it's only $10. So if they had tipped 10%, that would have been a dollar tip, uh -huh. you know? Uh-huh. So, I mean, but how much do you think they tip? So I'm, oh, so I $5. She actually tipped $7. Hey, okay. That's a 70% tip. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I was wrong on the math. I said it was $20, so... It, this is one thing I don't like about Corner Shop compared to Instacart is it has a separate payout for delivery and picking. Yeah. So it wasn't twenty dollars. It was like sixteen forty-five. All right. Well, seven dollars. Yeah. You know, a seventy percent well, tip. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Look, still no available batches. I used to. There's an Aldi about a mile and a half down the road from me. I used to be able to sit right here and like especially right at like, cause all the opens at nine, I believe is it nine or eight. Yeah. Nine. It's like right around eight fifty AM. I could open my Instacart app and then like, and all the, all the batches start pouring in, but like, I don't even see that anymore. You have to actually be in the parking lot now. Is that how it is? All these also, they've, they've, you have to be a lot closer, but also Aldi's changed. I mean, doesn't Aldi have all those in-store pickers and, they have the in-store shoppers uh, now, but Aldi I mean, so and Sprouts now have the in-store shoppers that. But those are just for the the, the pickup orders where people. They yeah. Still, they 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 want somebody else to shop it, but they're still which I don't understand because like if you're not lazy enough to go to the store to to pick it up, but you're lazy enough to not want to do the shopping, it's like if you're gonna go to the store anyway, you might as well shop it yourself and save a few bucks. <laughs> on the well, shopping fee or whatever you know that, <laughs> that, that that takes an hour of their day and you know that hour they have to they have to they have all they have to do their life 
Yeah. And, and well, you still have to sit in the, the parking lot and wait for the shopper to bring, to wheel it out to your car. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure Aldi is much quick. Like people do that with Walmart and with Walmart, you will sit there for like a half hour or 45 minutes before they bring it out. Yeah. Right. Um, no, Aldi's, Aldi's nice. I, I like Aldi. Uh, but I do too. You know, Aldi is not, Aldi's sort of like the Walmart, uh, you know, with grocery prices. And so people who shop at Aldi are looking for a mm -hmm. bargain and they're on a budget. People who buy from Aldi are on a budget. And so. Well, you know, I've, I've delivered Aldi to mansions. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's not just yeah. people. It's not just broke ass people. It's just people. <laughs> I think, well, yeah. I think all the, where, where, where are the alleys physically located? Where do you have to go? I mean, in Dallas, they're in my they're area, not next to the mansions. Well, nothing's next to the mansions here, but um, we're, we got way off topic. It was supposed to be an article about Instacart. About so, Instacart. Yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, I, I agree with the thesis of the article. Orders are going down. They, the problem with like that article, there wasn't really new news. The only new news is that um, Instacart changed the, um they did two things with the tipping is that they they said they will reimburse you if somebody cuts their tip by ten dollars or more although they only they'll give you 10 bucks and um they changed the the tip baiting window from 24 hours to two hours but i mean that's that's nice thank you instacart but don't get your hopes up people because if somebody is a hardcore tip baiter like as soon as you pull out of their driveway, they're going into their app and zeroing out that tip. Or the, what they're going to do is they're just going to lie. Like if they miss their two-hour tip bait window, they're just going to say other oh, shop. They're just going to like because Instacart doesn't ask for proof. They're just going to say never got my order. Half the items damaged. Driver called me a racial slur. You know, so yeah. th th this could actually that might actually be worse. So time will tell on that one. I'm, so just, I, I'm just speculating I, here. I I opened my Instacart app. There aren't any available. I've not I've not had any batch offers since since I opened it. Although yeah. it's it's Me 8:45. Neither. It's 8:45 in the morning, and you know that's another thing. You got to think back to before COVID. Before mm -hmm. COVID, what were most for me on a Thursday morning? What were most of the orders? What were the batches? The batch offers I would get. Here in Dallas, it would be bringing uh, all the food to an office kitchen. That would be most of the morning orders. And then when COVID hit, all the all the offices closed and everybody <laughs> worked from home, and so those those ended. Um, and we're still in a weird spot, you know. A lot of places, so a lot of companies aren't ordering food for their kitchens, and that that's 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 hurt. so that's that's business that we don't have anymore. You know, those batches are gone. Yeah, I used to get those. There was this one company that every, it was like every Tuesday morning, they would yeah. order from BJ's mm -hmm. and it, like, it would drop at the exact same time. And I would like, I did that. Yeah, yeah that was, thing. that was a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, we're it'd, going. It'd, it'd always be the same thing too. It'd be like, you know, two bunches of bananas, a bag of cuties, right? And then, and then a gallon of half and half. No, but like the ones I got were big. They were like, you know, like, you know, multiple cases of bottled water, those 48 Oops. packs of soda. Yeah. yeah. Sodas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got one more serious story. This one's very long. 
I'm going to try to go through this as quick as possible. I thought this was interesting. Um, this is from thenewrepublic.com. Um, how 37 Puerto Rican jockeys created an opening for gig worker unionizing. Um, this is super long. I, I, I so can summarize me, it. <laughs> let, let, let me try to go through this as fast as possible. Can Uber drivers and our gig workers legally go on strike? Until very recently, the answer was no. In the absence of special authorization by state law, categorized as independent contractors by gig corporations, these workers, generally speaking, cannot collectively bargain or strike without violating antitrust laws. The Department of Justice and Federal Trade Commission said as much in a 2017 brief. Last month, however, a federal court of appeals in Boston ruled that independent contractors can strike for higher wages, a decision that could transform labor relations in the gig economy. It's been a long and winding path to this point. In June 2016, a group of 37 jockeys in Puerto Rico went on strike over low pay and mistreatment on the job. The strike proved to be short-lived and unsuccessful. Instead of meeting the call for better work, uh, the track operator and racehorse, racehorse owners hit the jockeys, their spouses or partners, and their union with an antitrust lawsuit to end the strike. A federal district judge in Puerto Rico in a series of decisions ruled in favor of the track operator. Um, workers who are classified as employees have an out. They are protected under antitrust law labor exemption and can form unions bargain collectively and strike independent contractors the jockeys are independent contractors not employees uh however cannot avail themselves of this exemption the courts and antitrust enforcers treat them as mini businesses and prohibit them from banning the other build power the jockeys appealed to the court of appeals for first circuit in a major break with prevailing thinking the first circuit reversed the district court's decision and ruled in favor of the jockeys the court critically ruled that the jockeys are entitled to the labor exemption um, the decision has major ramification for gig workers and independent contractors. Uber, DoorDash, and other gig platforms have consistently misclassified their workers as independent contractors. Um, all right. So there is, I, it, like I said, it's very long. It's really interesting read. Uh, I think it has a slight, well, I mean, it's, it's the new Republic. It has, I was going to say it has a slight, it has a definite left slant to it, but actually what I, didn't mention is that because it's the first circuit, it only applies to the states in the first circuit. Unless this goes to the Supreme Court, then it whatever the decision is would infect the entire country. So um I'm actually surprised that I think more, that's gonna be I'm surprised there's not more coverage of this. Go ahead. Well probably not because it's probably gonna get overturned. So Really? I actually went and read. I went and read that court decision last night because, like, <laughs> you know, I'll prepare for this. And uh, so there, this is it is an interesting story. So Puerto Rico has one racetrack. Okay, I didn't know any of this. I learned all yeah. this. So Puerto Rico has one horse betting racetrack, and if you are a jockey, you are an independent contractor. So those people are like us. Okay, they get paid per gig, and. Um, they yeah, they get paid like 99. 20 bucks a race or something. <laughs> yeah, they get they get per rate, but then but but they could but the winnings, see, the winning they also get those that's get the cut. guarantee. You know, yeah. it's, that's how it works with us too. Then there's winnings on top of on top of that. So, so like the law is and I didn't really <laughs> I, I didn't really know this, but um in the Sherman Antitrust Act if um independent contractors cannot go on strike Okay, mm -hmm. so it's against the law for companies to collude in their prices. So, like, if all the if all the companies, you know, if all the companies who make, like if Coke and Pepsi, Coke and Pepsi cannot meet and say we're going to set the price of a can of soft drink, 
They can't, that's against the Sherman Antitrust Act. Now, what that means is you and I are, we are sole proprietors. We're our own business. That's right. what a that's what an independent contractor is. So you and me and all the other shoppers in our areas, if we go on strike, we're colluding to set our prices, and that's that's against the law. That's why the the court in Puerto Rico ruled against the jockeys. That's what the law says. And this writer in the the New Republic is thrilled because the first court of appeals in Massachusetts learned something there too the first the, the massachusetts appeals court also handles they threw we have puerto rico thrown in there too um but they they said no no that that so they sort of they ruled that that isn't the way it should be but i'm i'm yeah. pretty sure that's going to get overturned they basically I, made yeah. an exemption for the jockeys because it's the only racetrack in puerto rico so like they don't have any other there's and uh, uh, to kind of what you were saying there. About That's a the, rabbit out of a They pulled a rabbit out of a hat, though. The price fixing thing. Saying that. Yeah. Like, um, you know, that's what it's it's illegal to to price fix unless you're in a union. So like either like you have to look at it from like a moral argument. So like, is it just like so they're saying like it's wrong for independent contractors or even corporations who are, you know, competitors to to price fix. But it's not when you're you're all workers for the same company. I mean, you can't people, people don't think you of labor collude. unless you're in a union. Mm -hmm. I mean, that what else is a union except collusion among employees? Well, there's or a federal a, law. Uh, there, there's a whole section of federal law about guild. union. Well, that's that the um, there's a whole the, there's laws that just specifically talk about unions rules of unions and that's what all these stories all these 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 articles we talk about every day on this show is about forming unions and all that that there, there's there's rules about that but that's why we can't we you know it's a, it's against the law for businesses to collude their prices and that's what we are mm -hmm. we're sole proprietors yeah. writers can't do it you know like if all the right yeah uh, they can only do it if they form a union and that you know and we can't do yeah, that that also that that also is saying okay they're saying look there's one racetrack on an island on the island of puerto rico so they can do it but you know in massachusetts and new hampshire and new york those aren't islands and so the independent contractors in massachusetts in new england they uh they don't they don't rise to that yeah because we have they, more than apply. one because those yeah. jockeys they only have one Customer. One racetrack, yeah, yeah, but we yeah. have tons and tons of customers and clients. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's. I thought it was really interesting, but I, I mean, I don't know if it's going to go to the Supreme Court, and you know, neither of us are lawyers, folks. So, you know, take what we're saying with a huge grain of salt here. So, my law um, degree, my law degree is right there. Yeah. That's my law degree on the wall. The whale. The whale. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to take one more commercial and then we'll be right back with the third act. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. 
But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Oh, look. So today, folks, we're interviewing a an empty chair. How are you doing, empty chair? Actually, I think I think his cat his cat dragged him off. <laughs> and we're back. Sorry about that. We, I thought we would be. I thought that commercial was longer than it is. Or I thought I'd be done. Quicker. We're back, Superman. Whoops! Why are you muted? I'm here. I think I muted my. There we go. I'm, Can you hear I'm me? Here. You're, you're on. Uh, my mic was my mic or my my headset was uh, muted. I I guess you. We're could hear me, but... waiting. All right, that's, all right. Let's. We only got that's three. A meme. That's a meme. That's just. Yeah, I know. It's from Caddyshack. Yes. Uh, yes. You got right. the so joke. This, you get my joke. This, that's, that's... this is from the Sun in the UK. The Sun is a, a tabloid, so I mean, this isn't hard news. I just thought it was kind of funny, and also. Um, we we're kind of it was kind of a slow, funny news story this week, but I just wanted to cover this. So, wait, Britain, Britain on course to become Europe's fattest nation by 2033, fueled by our Deliveroo lifestyle. They spelled fueled wrong. There's only one L in fueled. Uh, a damning report warns levels of flab will rocket by a third in a decade, with nearly four in ten adults obese. This is interesting. They have this chart of Europe's most obese country. Percentage of obese adults in 2016. Well, this is old data. That's six years old. So number one is Turkey. Number two is Malta. I was there when I was in the Navy. Number three is the UK. But th they mean the entire UK or just England? They should have, <laughs> they should have a breakdown of just... Ireland. Yeah, well, they have uh, Republic of Ireland, number nine. Number four is Hungary. <laughs> number five, Lithuania. I'm surprised... Those uh, old, old Soviet blocks would be fat. UK currently holds the title as the tubbiest nation in Western Europe with 27.8% of Brits dangerously overweight. Only Malta and Turkey weighing heavier on the scales, according to the 220-page dossier. But Britain will soon overtake them all on current trends with top European charts, with experts forecasting obesity levels surging to 37% by the start of the next decade. Ireland is set to become fattest on the list, with rates peaking at around 36%. Men explain the UK's couch potato lifestyle and growing fondness for meal delivery apps such as Deliveroo and Just Eat. Online takeaway orders doubled following the first lockdown, and research shows they can contain double the calories of supermarket-ready meal equivalents. Experts also feel lockdown lard, <laughs> although they don't sugarcoat it, gained over the pandemic had further accelerated the crisis. The 220-page World Health Organization report, set to be presented at the European Congress on Obesity, Warren's excess weight is killing 1.2 million people a year across the continent. Well, neither of us are in England. 
fact, I've oh, never yeah. even been there, but who who wrote this? Who wrote this story? Michael Bloomberg. You well, know. it's, oh, it's everybody's getting fat. It's the Sun, so this would be like the equivalent of like it was like in the National Enquirer here. You know, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, you know, you could be in. I, you you know we get all of our eating habits in America. Our eating habits come from England. They come from Britain, the breakfasts and all that. And, you know, what would you would you rather be living in Germany, you know, and just be skinny and eat t- and eat Tic Tacs? I don't know how German Germans aren't skinny. Like their whole everything they eat is carb centric. I mean, beer it's fried. It's fried. Yeah. Potatoes. Fried. Yeah. Leo, you got to get down, dude. All right. Well, I just, I just thought that was funny. I don't know if we have too many uh, viewers on the other side of the pond, but if you do, let us know if you think this story is interesting or if you agree with it or whatever. Maybe Boris right. Johnson is watching. You know, if you're Boris, <laughs> be sure and leave a, lo- and a comment in the in the notes below. <laughs> oh, what happened? All right, so this one isn't exactly geek related, but it's about a pizza delivery driver, and that's somebody that we can definitely sympathize. So, pizza delivery driver sues friends who won one million dollar lotto, claims he was wrongly left out. So I'm just gonna go through this real quick. Um, I what the hell had this? It disappeared. All right. So a pizza delivery man has filed suit against winners of the one million dollar lottery prize, claiming that group of friends are uh, what the fuck, man? Uh, left him out of his share, but a lawyer representing the 16 defendants said the man did not pay into the pool of the winning ticket and therefore not entitled to any part of the prize. Uh, Philip, a pizza delivery driver from Windsor, Ontario, told CBC News that for six years he was a member of a lottery pool that won the Ontario Lottery and Gaming Association's Maximilian Prize. Um, says he has a text message to prove that he was in on the pool and that he was devastated to learn on social media that his co-workers won the prize and had left him out. Now he's suing them for $70,000 plus interest, which he says is his rightful claim. Why wouldn't they tell me they won? These guys are like family to me. And it's funny, he says... He acknowledges that there were times he did not pay for his part of the pool right away, but that the group operated on an opt-out basis and that he always eventually paid what he was owed. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you can't you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you play the lottery? Uh, no, no, no. I'll go gamble. I'll. Uh, I love video poker. I'll go to the casino and play video poker, but um, the lottery, no. That's that's an interesting story, and, you know, ca- Canadians love their lottery. Uh, I've been to Windsor, Ontario, and, Everybody you know, that's lottery. just, they love, they love playing the lottery, and I'll, I'll bet that's the worst feeling in the world. Can you imagine, you know, you're the group? I think that, I think the dude <laughs> just, he lost his own case by saying, Oh yeah, sometimes I didn't pay right away, but like he would just like pay retroactively, like they would say, like you owe us. Yeah, well, he had to say that. I'm sure that yeah. you know he had to say that without. I'm sure the uh, the people he was suing asked him that question, and he had to answer truthfully. Yeah, I, like I said, I know it's not exactly gig related, but it's a pizza delivery driver, and you know we've all. Can, if you're watching this show, you're probably delivered a pizza at some point or another. Guess what my job was in high school. Newspaper boy. No, That's what I did. No, I delivered. I was also pizzas. a cashier at, at Price Shopper. 
I delivered pizzas in high school. I delivered pizzas in high school, and yeah. I. The tips right, one were last great. story. I just saw this right before we started, so I thought we'd add this. I have not seen this yet, so this will be us reacting in real time. Actually, let me put this like this so people can see our faces. So this is from Daily Dot. Uh, it's under TikTok video. My rating has gone down because of these lies. Instacart shopper calls out customer who reported an item missing that she delivered. And I'm just going to play the video and then we'll react to it in real time. Oh, wait, you know what? I got to hang on. I got to share. I got to share the sound. Sorry. There we go. Rant. <laughs> so why can't I hear anything? The car, us who do it, get a notification every morning saying, "Click here to see why is there no sound from yesterday," and it kind of gives you a summary of oh. like how well you did. Or I see what it is. I can hear. I can hear it, Chad. I couldn't hear it. All right, let's start over. If somebody, you know, left you a comment or whatnot. You can see it all on this page. So I woke up this morning and I clicked it, and I noticed that one of my customers yesterday reported an item missing. And the first couple months that I did Instacart, I would never take pictures of anything, anything ever. I didn't even know it was important. I didn't know that there was a different side of Instacart where customers are just like shady and report stuff wrong when that's really not the case. I didn't know that customers get free things when they report something wrong. So um, somebody that I follow for the last couple months, um, her name is Emma. She's now been a great friend to me and I appreciate her videos so much. She does Instacart as well. And she would post videos every now and then of people reporting an item missing, but she has proof of it. Like she is the receipt queen. So after I started seeing her videos, I was like, wow, I really need to like take, you know, like hold myself accountable and take pictures too when I'm dropping stuff off. So every time I drop something off, I usually kind of open the bag a little hey, bit just so you can see like as many items as you can. Like that's kind of the most that we can go as far as like proof stuff. There's nothing more we can really do. So when I dropped off this item or this delivery, I took a picture of it, right? So this morning I'm going through my um, picture log and I freaking found, I found it. I found the order. Here's her order right here. We shopped at Aldi. She ordered two salad dressings. Take a good look, see if you can find it. This is like a Where's Waldo situation. Here it is, right there, green cap. Your salad dressing is right there, but you reported it missing. Why? Why, why is that the case? Why did you report it missing when it's right there? I don't want your salad dressing. The salad dressing you picked is not of my liking. Oh my God. <laughs> These people. As a customer, why do you do this? Like, I don't get it. Maybe when you unloaded, you like misplaced it on accident, but no baby, mm -mm, it was right there. Not only do we have one, but we have two. Right there, one and two. And here is my little issues log that I have linked up to my account. There's the salad dressing. You picked the wrong person to mess with because the only thing <laughs> I like on my salad is ranch. This is like an apple vinaigrette. Who wants that? All right, that has... That has happened to me, and I was going to say, this, this girl, she should have watched my video. See this one right here? The green one says, this prevents that. It's how to prevent Instacart deactivation due to customer lies. And this, it's the timestamp camera app where you take a picture and it shows the street address, the GPS coordinates, the date, time, all that. Which um, Actually, well, she said she did take a picture, which is good. The problem is, you submit this to Instacart and they don't do shit. They're just like, 
whatever. There's no recourse. So like that goes down as like a strike or whatever in your record. And I mean, if it doesn't happen again for like a year, you should be fine. But if this happens, I mean, if you're just unlucky enough to get lying ass customers or um, like maybe it's it's go ahead. <laughs> OK, I have a very I have a very strong bias towards this. So, yeah, I apologize in advance. But what this is, is a misunderstanding. There's even a song, Genesis wrote a song called There Must Be Some Misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding. She acts like she's being attacked. It's like an attack, like this customer is attacking her and people, boy, <laughs> you know, it's not personal. It's just a misunderstanding. And I'm, I, I just, I, I don't know. I worked in retail. In physical retail, I worked, I did Radio Shack. I worked in Radio Shack for like three years. Oh, yeah, I remember and you were so, telling me about that. Yeah, and you know, it just, it is not uncommon where you have a customer and you do everything right. You do everything right. The customer does everything right. And there's a problem. A problem just bubbles up from the surface and it's a misunderstanding and it's nobody's fault. That's, so, you know, the salad dressings, maybe the customer ordered, the customer ordered the wrong the customer wanted a different salad dressing. They picked what she got and she did what they asked for, but the customer still didn't get what they want. And did so put, the item's missing. Did it say, I, yeah, did it say missing or wrong item? I think it said missing, right? It probably said missing, but yeah, you know, well, they, they should have put wrong item. And it's actually, it's not, it's not that it's wrong. It's, and it's not that it's missing. It's that, well, I forget. Did the girl mention if the customer was responding to her chats? She didn't say. She didn't mention that, chats at all. I, I, I didn't hear her mention chats. That's that's probably what happened. Is like the the idiot customer isn't paying attention to their phone, or there's some boomer who uses the the website and not the app because they don't know how to use the app. Um, and it's like as we know right now, there's a huge supply chain shortage. So like maybe they wanted thousand island dressing that ranch was only available so they mm -hmm. substituted and the customer didn't respond yes or no so i what what do you do in that situation like when, when it says item missing item missing you've got to look item missing could be anything it doesn't only mean the the, the shopper left it out it could mean it just means the item is missing they wanted thousand island dressing but they picked something else. You know, people but mess up on computers. You just yeah. you just had hit the wrong button for the mute. You know, <laughs> I I have the notification. You know, we all make mistakes with computers, and it's probably that. Really? No. Well, and yeah. Sort I don't of. know. I, I um. Instacart. Get, it's part of this. Is part of the job. Instacart on their end needs to make it clear to the customer when they click item missing or wrong item that um like it should have like a question like did is there a did your shopper check with you before they made this replacement something like that you know um and again it's like it doesn't it's not that this is a strike exactly like it's not like you have three strikes and you're out unless you get unless you're getting these reports like all the time you know, it's funny. The best way to avoid this is to just not check. 
that's pretty much what I do. I haven't checked yeah, my people, um, people. That's yeah, yeah. Let me see. I don't, like see they changed the app, so I don't even know where it is right now. It's down uh, at the bottom. The, your your rating, your rating. You yeah, know, the, your the ratings are they are brutal criticism. They're, but that's part the way, of the job, you know. And I'm back to uh, I'm back to four point nine eight. Well, Why isn't felicitations? I was down to like four point eight eight for a while. Yeah. So I don't oh. even know. I, I guess I don't have any feedback. Um, accuracy. Oh, here we go. No. Order issues. What's going on here? All right. So I don't know if, if you can see this. Is this all time? It says found items. 1,562. Based on 100 uh, orders. Uh, okay, so your last 100. Like their unrated replacements. Order issues one. But if I tap this, you would think that's where it would go to say wrong, damage, missing. Well, it's just, there's no, you know, you know how this, to get metaphysical here, sometimes mm -hmm. with, sometimes in life, there are no answers. There are, there are no <laughs> answers. And so we will get a four star rating or a three star rating and there's not if you're looking for something and you just keep looking and looking for a problem to fix there really isn't it's instacart just needs to be a little more forgiving about it but don't get mad at the customer mm -hmm. i'm sorry uh, that's just well you know i'm sorry if, if you got i mean that's that exact situation get is mad happening at the me. customer if you get mad at the customer it's just going to hurt your attitude and make your day bad and you'll hold a grudge grudges aren't good and you know we're self-employed you have to you have to look at the sunny side <laughs> i don't know i can i i mean i can understand her frustration but it, it, it's just it's kind of a matter of if it's this customer is lying and scheming to get something free or if they're just genuinely i mean since they only claim one item was missing and it's just a kind of trivial item like there's, salad dressing there's that like too not, not a bottle of wine or uh there's that too like, you know i want to i want to make get something for free and well you know it's going to be that <laughs> bottle of salad dressing that three dollar you're absolutely right you know if i were going to rip off instacart wouldn't you pick the most expensive yeah and that's happened to the me most expensive item happened to me a couple of years ago somebody said um because they ordered like the the most expensive canned tuna you can you can order. I think it's like ten dollars just for like a four pack. And right. in the picture of the stuff on the porch, you can see the tuna right there. And I've tried to protest that, and it's I it, the Instacart never took it away. I mean, but so I mean, I've seen that in so many Reddit and Facebook groups and all that of just you know you protest these and like right where she has exact proof that the item was delivered, although. I would probably say use the timestamp camera app where it shows the address, date, time, GPS, because you they could say, well, that could be anybody's, you know, but I mean, in a court of law, that's going to hold up, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, she should have watched my video, how to prevent Instacart deactivation due to lies. I think I turned comments off on this video because it gets just so many spam bots for the uh, uh, all these Instacart botch grabbers and 
badge grabbers, not botch grabbers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Um, we're going super well, long, folks. Uh, well, we we ended on a good it, note. That we did end on a gloomy note. You know, yeah. tomorrow's another day. Yeah, I mean, at least, uh, well, did you, I have to go back and watch that video because I mean, if the customer cut her tip or zeroed it out, then I could really understand her frustration, but she didn't mention anything about that. Yeah. If it's, if it's just that it's probably, yeah, it's probably a misunderstanding. So let us know what you think in the comments. You know, I'm going to take this, that whole segment and make a whole separate video of it. So hey. anyway, we're going super long. I wanted to keep these under an hour, but we're going 75 minutes. So, um, yeah. So happy single to mild everybody out there. If you're down with that. <laughs> made in mexico you weren't made in mexico you're probably made in texas or something more lies more <laughs> lie i'm i am that customer i was not made in mexico mexico and all your items were missing i'm the lying customer yeah i was made in um, Fort Worth. yeah the only announcement that i have is that next tuesday i will be interviewing driven wild his channel is kind of like this channel where he, he makes, but he does like shorts on like viral um, gig related posts and stuff. So he might, he might even make a video about that video. So uh, that'll be next Tuesday. And then of course, Monday night, I'll have the news with Hannibal. But other than that, I don't have anything else coming up. All right. Well, I look forward. Thank uh, uh, Nice chat. I had a great time. I look forward to seeing everybody next week. Yep. And I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Um, I, this is available as an audio podcast. So if you don't want to sit here and watch us for an hour and a half, you know, Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use, we are right there. See? Gig2 Podcast. I use Overcast. Although I also use um, I use Spotify to get the, the screenshot. All right, so we're going super long. Have a great day, everybody, and we will see you. I will see you on Monday night. All right, peace out. <laughs>